Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special holiday crossover podcast. I am your host from the Daily Escape podcast, Sadie K. Frazier, and I have with me... Stephen St. Clair from the Corrupted Quill podcast. Yay! Howdy, howdy. So you might be wondering, I thought you both were done this year. Well, we are both off for the holidays. Also, yay! Yay! But I asked my wife, I said, hey, let's do one more podcast together to round out the year. So what is more fitting than ghosts of New Year's, past, present, and future? So we're basically going to open mic this segment and just talk about each of past, present, and future ghosts. Awesome. You ready, Sadie? Yeah, where are we starting? We're going to start with her past. And I have just some brief notes, but like I said, this will be an open mic, open to both of us, even though I wrote the questions. And um, I haven't even seen them yet, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be winging my answers. So, like the movie, who or what was a Scrooge in your past? Or what stopped you, what prevented you from succeeding in your past? Me first. You first, ladies first. Okay. Probably fear would be the biggest thing in mine. Believing people that said maybe I shouldn't go for certain goals. Almost not really like a sexist role. In some ways from my past would be more like a sexist role. Like maybe women are just women's places in the kitchen having kids and things like that. So I didn't really think beyond that part as far as like goals for the future. Or when you suddenly find yourself without children. (laughs) And then you don't know what to do with yourself because you've always been just a mom and a wife and things like that. But the underlying part of that, I think, is still fear in my eyes. Being afraid to reach for those goals. And in my past, um, I guess you could, like, personal or professional or all of that, I, I think I was my own worst Scrooge. Um, you kind of get in a negative headspace. And like Sadie said, you're fear, afraid to try things, afraid to be who you want to be, afraid to be true to yourself. Um, All of those things carry into your present. And if you don't deal with them in your present, they can kind of mess up your future. Yep. I would say listening to like life commandments of your past that those things that people told you maybe that you couldn't be or shouldn't be. And that keeps you stuck in the past and afraid to move forward. Yeah. And when I think about um, how many times I've stopped and started even college, even though most recently in the past 10 years, um, we both went to school and finished school. But in, in past years, like right out of high school in the early 90s, I wish I would have known then what I know now as far as career fields. But... Looking back, that's hindsight. You know, you, I would never want to go back and really change some of my decisions, but maybe have worked a little bit harder for my future. True. Even those bad things in your past that you've experienced or any traumas that you've been through still lead you to where you are at this very moment in time. So I wouldn't change anything about my past, even though there's been not always good things that have happened. It's made me the person I am today and brought me to where I am right this very moment. And I, I probably, 
I think f- not really fear, but uncertainty. Like I, I've told all of our kids, you're at the age now where, you know, if you set COVID aside, get out there and explore the world. Our oldest daughter, shared daughter, uh, she up and moved. She actually, she, she dropped out of college, uh, moved back home for a while, worked a little, and then all of a sudden, boy came into the picture. Not a boy, sorry. Young man. A man. And then she's like, well, I'm moving to Pennsylvania without any giving us any um, chance to protest, which it wouldn't have mattered. She was legal age, but I wish, honestly, I would have been more bold in that respect as far as just busting out, not being afraid of what other people thought. Not but, being tied down to necessarily my hometown just because that's what was expected of me because everyone in your past or your past life was always stuck there. So you just thought that was what you were supposed to do too. Yeah. So as in saying all of that, we kind of listed our setbacks. Is there any for you, Sadie, um, and we're not young, but we're not old. Well, one Excuse of us me. isn't. Old. I'm not old either. Um, giving our current situations in life, what are some setbacks? To pre- Is there anything we can do to prevent any setbacks? I mean, like we said, like be less afraid. Yeah. Keeping a positive mindset and not letting fear control those decisions. I know for me, we think differently. So... I'll give you a good example. If we have something coming up that's an extremely stressful situation, the second I know about that situation, whether it should be stressful or not, I start stressing. In my head, I'm listing all the reasons why it shouldn't be done, couldn't be done, or the 10 million things from A to Z that could possibly happen that might prevent us from being able to succeed. You, on the other hand... I, calm I, me down throughout that whole process. You wait till the night of or the day of or the moment of, no. and then you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> here it comes. So, <laughs> let's let's talk about a current, what could have been an issue. We have a new addition to our family. Yeah, we do. A friend of mine at work, um, we purchased a puppy from her. Her name is Bella. No, Arabella Rose. Yep. We call her Bella. And we have two older dogs. One's a bigger dog. One's a not-so-bigger dog. But we knew from previous experiences from ours and others that anytime you bring, you introduce a new element to an established, whatever you want to call it. In um, our case, our family. Yeah, you run the you run the risk of negative or, in our case, a positive out, outcome. We had, a, we had a few more emotional ties to this purchase, though, because we lost our big dog, Kane, in April. April. 28th. Yeah. And it's taken us a long time to even process losing eight, him. Eight months. And I still cry all the time when I miss him. So for us to come up with allowing another animal into our home, there was also already a lot of emotional attachments to that. It it was a it was a negative impact or setback, but on the emotional side, and it doesn't or it did. I haven't decided which. Um, Sadie and I did some art therapy 
And I know that sounds ridiculous for a dog, but you know what? We see our animals as family members, not just pets. So I did a painting of our dog, Kane. I did a half, of, like if you're looking straight on, half of his face. But I managed to somehow paint his one visible eye the way it really was. And so now when you walk by, he's looking at you. So that painting was a constant reminder of a ghost of our past. And in order to move to our present, we had to somehow acknowledge him and still remember him. Go through the stages of grief, basically. And then be willing to accept a new member into our family. And we have to be fair to little Bella because... You know, it's it's. She doesn't know the baggage we're carrying. <laughs> we just we just have to make additional space in our hearts for her. Yeah. And so far, our two dogs, Max and Callie, have although they were slightly cautious, um, we have many pictures of Bella up on the couch, just sidled right up to Max and Callie both, and it's just now she walks around like she owns the place. And I would say that. Everything is hunky-dory. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. And we're ready to move into the future with her. She's living in the... If there's one thing that I know about dogs is that they know how to live in the present. They don't... You could you could upset them in some way, and two minutes later, they're going to forgive you and forget about it and let it go. They're going to live in the present moment with you and make you as happy as possible. Yeah. They're just happy little tail wigglers. And... Uh, I think that's all I have for the past. Um, should we move on to the present? Sure. So now that we are in the present, the very moment of definement, where at in our current life, uh, what can we do now to prepare for tomorrow? A lot of things. Speaking of the past, before we move into that, our past has not been full of completing a lot of goals that we want to complete. So that would be one of our setbacks is not following through or making like in this case, this is just a couple days before new year's Eve, 2021. And we are really no further along at this moment in time than we were on January 1st at the beginning of the year last year in the goals that we wanted to reach as far as like our health, especially. I don't think I think we changed for a little bit and tried to eat a little bit healthier and we were on the right track for a little bit. And I would say probably since actually since losing Kane and tug and then going on vacation this year, I think we fell off the wagon somewhere in between and we didn't even try to get back up. (laughs) We did not do good. Like we were supposed to. The only goal we really met was, well, there's a couple little ones like uh, our front stoop out there, uh, the step in front of it. The, the concrete was crumbling, and I'm going to spin this here in a minute like I did in my own podcast with Bigfoot. I bought some concrete. I patched it, and now it looks brand new. So trying to tie that in, where in your own life do you need to patch some concrete, patch some holes in your emotional state of mind, in your physical, yeah. your relationships with your whomever? Um, we need to just... Come to the point where you are ready to do it, and you you just take the bulls by the bull 
well, not both of them, the bull bulls. by the horns. We might have more than one bull. And complete those things that you want to check off your list, or if it's doing better with your spouse, if it's treating your kids better, if it's whatever at work. Well, one big thing we both accomplished is we went and saw our daughter. And not only, huge not only did we get a new car, new-ish car, um, we hit, how many states did we, we hit a lot of states, like 12, 10? 10, 10, 11, 12, somewhere We drove over 3,000 miles. Someone drove almost like 99.99% of the trip. Yeah. Uh, but that was a big deal. Uh, Went to know, the East Coast. Saw the ocean. We took our, our youngest kid with and her girlfriend. Um, there were, all of us, I think, had some concerns and some fears, albeit, and the trick was to not stay in a negative mind space to let those fears come out. Cause I think my wife and I were both worried that our youngest would react negatively to seeing the immenseness of the ocean. Mm-hmm. When we we're at Indiana dunes, if any of you know where Indiana dunes is, it's off Lake Michigan and you can't see the other side. So for all rhyme or reason, intents or purposes, it looked like an ocean. The waves hitting the, the beach beautiful. was just like the ocean. If you were a blind person, you probably wouldn't know the difference unless your smell could smell the salt air. But We were kind of taking it cautiously, too, because we'd never been there, so it was kind of a new environment. We turned around, and our youngest was <laughs> neck deep in the water and said, I'm never leaving here. This is heaven to me. Well, so You remember the bridge underneath the Chesapeake? Yep. That, for me, heights and hot, tall, massive bridges caused oh, me yeah. a little bit we of anxiety. Some, so we hit... Uh, we and were, tunnels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we hit a massive bridge, and we hit a massive underground, under-ocean bridge. So both... I wasn't sure. Like, I've never been a real big fan of, like, open water. If I can't see my feet, I don't like to go in it. I don't yeah. it's kind of an irrational fear, but, you know, it makes sense if you're in the ocean. But we all handled it accordingly, and I think we just didn't allow it to overcome us. And then seeing our daughter, I think seeing her helped us come to terms with choices she had made, and it allowed us to accept her as an adult as we left. That doesn't mean we as parents were okay with her situation. I feel like she left as a child and then got engaged and then became a mom, and when we met her in Pennsylvania... She was an adult. That was the first time we really saw her. And she was kicking butt and still is. And and still is. Raising this pretty smart little girl. So everything you said pretty much ties in with whatever those call it's an analogy, but we crossed bridges. We made our way through a tunnel of darkness to get to the other side of light. You know, I mean, those things were, it was a huge thing for us. So when you started off saying things about our past that we really didn't accomplish our goals this year, we did. Pretty some pretty mm-hmm. major goals. It just feels like we have felt stuck again lately, and like we haven't really met. I don't know. I'm not in the right headspace right now in my life. There are other goals compared to where I was even like six months yeah. ago. There, there we. I I would say if you know the term unfinished business, we have some unfinished goals. Like my one of my biggest goals um, is weight loss. Yeah. I. And more so for our health. It doesn't help that we both like to cook, but I I tend to cook 
carb-laden foods. Like, I love biscuits. I always have, always will. I love uh, making cinnamon rolls. So those are both carb-laden foods and sugar as well. But I, you know, and I say anytime you go on a diet and whatnot, you need, it's a whole lifestyle upheaval. Well, I say let's burn the burn the place down and but at the same time, if you want to make something that's not so good for you, learn to maybe take a smaller bite of something or yep. same with making goals and I'll I'll hit it on here a little bit, but make sure your goals or your resolutions for tomorrow, use the term tomorrow loosely, make sure they're realistic goals. Don't charge into the future like, oh, I'm gonna lose five hundred pounds and no. Make sure the goals that you're setting are, are right for you. Take off little bites and cut those up into little chunks, too. First I lose 5, then I lose 10, then I lose yeah. 20, then I lose 30. And next thing you know, you've lost a whole bunch of weight. Don't don't focus about on what the scale is telling you at the moment. That's a good benchmark, but focus on tomorrow and the next day, next week, month, year. But also, we love spending time together. So why can't that be one of our goals together? There's no reason why we can't be each other's, you know, support group cheerleaders and can we can find skirt. fun ways to do that. You can wear the skirt. Not yeah. that he hasn't before. I but, have a kilt. You know, does that count? That's not a skirt. Why would you even say that? I just you just offended if, a whole uh, no, country of Scotland. I just asked if that counted. No, it does not I personally count. don't own any skirts. No, okay. but you have you had on my dress. You say you wouldn't want to see me working out in a kilt? If I didn't have my belt. Yes, but don't call it a skirt. Uh, that takes away the manliness part what of it. A, what about the sporn? Yeah, you can <laughs> just wear me. the sporn. You don't have to wear the kilt. Oh, you're saying that's all I get to wear? Is yeah, just the sporn. Wow. You might, you might be careful, though, when you're running on the treadmill, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's enough. Let's keep this PG. So when we talk about our current life, what can we do more of and, more, and better and better at it. So when you think about set aside work life because that's that's a whole. But we can side. also do better at that. Yeah. That all has to do with your mindset. Anything in your life is. I teach a, a, a workshop on writers and getting their mindset right. But all of those things apply to all of us. When you're stuck in the past and you are trudged down by all the negativity around you and all the chaos and the noise, your mindset is the most important thing that you can do, no matter what task that you set your mind to and I took on a new position at work and also added to it but it was something I never saw myself doing nor did I want to do but I was also tired of the position I was in so I had to and, and granted I got a, a nice raise out of it but I have to raise the bar for myself and try and find the joy in the small moments and not let things get to me so I can do better at that. That's what I want more out of this year. We have, we've lost our joy. Even the smallest tasks that we do have become repetitive and routine. And I think we need to search for more things that set our souls on fire and fill us with joy, which if you ever listen to my podcast, you'll know, I preach repeatedly about, but we need to follow our own advice because there's a lot of things I do that are just repetitive and, and they don't fill me with joy anymore. Music would be one thing that I'd like to incorporate more, playing the piano, writing music, 
learning to play <clears> the guitar. guitar. <laughs> Those things that, that's one of the goals I'm talking about. You bought me a guitar how long ago, and I haven't even picked it up. Well over a year. And now my dad gave me chords and some Books. music and things like that to help me. But I still, it's my job to pick up that guitar and start and somewhere. make time to do it and say, hey, hubby. Just like I'm earlier, when we were doing laundry, you plugged in the treadmill. That's one step further and closer I, to our goal. It's yeah. at least plugged in now, and you stood on it for you know to make sure I it works. Checked it so. out. The difference is now we need to set up the environment around the treadmill yeah. that is inviting. It says, get your behind on there and start working out. And I, and I told Sadie, I said... That's great that we have a treadmill. I'm okay with that, but I would like an exercise bike. Yeah. I have always been a bike rider. When I was, well, 11 or so, and I knew you as a kid, we were yeah. kids, I rode my bike all over town. And probably many places my mom would not have wanted me to ride. But you know what? It gave me the freedom, the open wind in my hair kind of thing. And you, you got to do activities that you enjoy. And your environment, like you said, set up your environment around you. Learn to live minimalistically. Purge. Declutter. Go back and listen to my decluttering series on decluttering your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your, what was the other one? Everything. Everything mm -hmm. around you so that you can set your soul free and inspire yourself. That's one of the things we're lacking is inspiration. Yeah. I've got a whole Google Drive. Oh, that's the other setback for me was writing. I'm teaching a course on how to teach others to write their book. And do you think that I can pull up a Google Doc and start writing? I start to do that and I have this horrible, horrible, horrible writer's block. However, I have all the resources at my fingertips to combat writer's block, including what I added in my course to tell other people to combat writer's block. So we need to start listening to our own advice. We're really good about getting on these podcasts and telling other people how to live and what to do and then well, not taking our own advice. I'll be the first to admit, though, I'm not the best, even though I have. Uh, I did a sticky note party with ideas to do. And how many think I've done? Yeah. Two. Yeah. So I need to get better. If we're paying a subscription monthly, each of us, then we need to make better use of it. Right. And then not only that, I don't know that we've ever – said but we have a youtube channel called half fate will travel yeah and we only have a few videos honestly the best ones are the ones from vacation but yeah they're all east coast videos so we need to broaden that horizon but that's somewhat budget related I and mean, we can't hit the open road and live vicariously or whatever you want, in a van yeah. or we just we don't we're not at that point where we could do that i think it's a matter of carving out enough time to do that too. And there's no reason why we can't do that. Mm -hmm. Some people think that if they have a job, they can't do all those things on the side. And that is not true. We're living proof that when we want to do it, we can do it. It's just a matter of prioritizing what's really important to us. And if the podcast is important, if the writing is important, if Sadie's um, course creation is important. Yeah. You have to look at the whole picture and say, okay, what can I give up to make time for something? Like, I, I love, I, I don't know how many open manuscripts I have right now. All of them are, like, my favorite children. And mm -hmm. it's, it's first of all, do you have the time and the energy to do it? Do you have 
is your like like I say, forgive me, mom. If, if are you running around like your ass is on fire? That's how you should be when you're when you're working on a manuscript. When I worked on my first uh, full length novel, Kindred Souls, I couldn't wait to get through the week. You know, we wrote on Friday nights, maybe Saturdays, if it spilled into that. I couldn't wait to get there. We had Friday night routines. We would get off work. We would we would get pizza. We would get coffee, and then as soon as we were done eating and drinking, we would hit the we would hit the office. And most often, I think we would stop at like midnight, one o'clock. Yeah, sometimes I th- later. Yeah, I think the latest we ever stayed up was like three or four in the morning. Yep. And. And got up and did it all again the next day. Yep. And granted, I hurt, you know, just. Mentally. <laughs> yeah, talk about what I felt. I literally felt like I had a hangover minus the uh, Ralphing. I just, my head was foggy. And so there is a lesson in that too. Don't short yourself on sleep if you can help it sometimes life demands it but you know it's what can you do for do today for tomorrow i think is the basic yeah question we're going after there and as you're talking i'm looking at my sticky note here that i was doing a series people who inspire us to be more to do more i want to be the someone that inspires other people to do more and to be more too. So we need to live by example. We need to learn that in the new year. Be each other's example. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easier when you have two people who love to do the same things and one of you craps out on that. (laughs) And then the other one just follows suit and it's like, okay, let's go to the couch instead. Or we find it too easy to make those excuses. And 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 I would say with each other. And and honestly, we would write in four, five, six, seven-hour chunks. Yeah. And Sadie stated several times it's hard to just shut that off when the the mind water is rushing over you. But that leaves an entire how many days that you haven't exercised your brain and done anything. And part of what I think Sadie was referring to is our book that has been out a year now, actually. Yeah. Half fate will travel, chances are. I don't know what I was working on prior to that, but um, I'm sure there was something out there. But in the midst of writing that, um, I I don't know the right word there. Uh, My thyroid took a big old dump, and everything came to a screeching halt. And sometimes it still bothers me, but... Um, there were many a times when I just was not physically or mentally well, but it took us a lot longer to write and finish Have Fate, Will Travel than it probably should have had I been in a better state of mind, state of mind, state of being. One of the things we realized throughout that process too, is by me, I poured my heart and soul into helping you and making sure that you were protected. And I felt horrible because there was nothing I could do. So I did everything I could to put up walls around both of us and protect us and shelter him from feeling that way, no matter what cost it was. So then now he's feeling better. And we all of a sudden realized that I kind of forgot to get back up myself. I think I shut part of me down while I was just in protection mode. And you've done that for me multiple, multiple times 
but sometimes when the other person gets back up, the other person's like, wait a minute, I'm still down here yeah, somewhere. It's, so it's in, in, in just in a broad spectrum term, your body, if you think in terms of peak performance athlete, you need your really need the whole thing. It's, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not hard to be. It's not hard to write books. You're right. It's not hard to sit down and just type away. It is hard, however, to stay awake for some of us, being myself. Someone, when not I, me. When I, to explain that for a minute. I've never fallen when, asleep at my desk. When I, some people fall asleep, some people just get relaxed doing whatever. When I'm sitting on my side of the desk, I get relaxed or to a state of mind as such that I literally feel my eyes drifting closed. I get so relaxed, yeah. but I, but then I get my second wind. It is, it's physically draining in some ways, which, you know, becomes mentally taxing, but also relaxing. I well, think that you relax. Yeah. My posture changes next thing you know, my head's bouncing off my lap. Yeah. And when you think about how long we spent on how fate will travel, chances are that book, depending on which form you get it, one version was how many pages? It was over. It, no, it was over eight hundred and something, and we had to change the formatting and the uh, line spacing and stuff just to get it under seven hundred. Yeah, because Amazon yeah. doesn't accept books that big, apparently. So you have there's a lot that goes into a book that you're writing or a painting that you're painting. Like you said, it's easy. You can write a book, but it's what you put I don't, into that. Yeah, book. I don't believe in just sitting down and writing anything. That's why some of those writing prompts, they're really, really good for you. But some of them will tell you just to turn on music and then just write. Even if you don't know what to say, you just write the same line over and over and over again. That's fine to get you inspired and to move you forward. But don't stay in that mindset because when we write, we write with our whole hearts and souls. And that is kind of physically and emotional draining too. There is some time afterwards that you kind of need to just take a step back and regroup. So. Well, and think about it. How many combined book total do we have? We have 15, 16? Something like that, yeah. So you take the total number of books we've written and calculate the hours. Those hours, minutes, seconds equate to or equal to the amount of energy that is spent writing those books. And then there, the second process is editing. Another process yeah. is cover design. It's Which I do that part of it for our company, our publishing company, Inked Fairy Press. It's depleting to me to do all of those things. I enjoy doing all of that, but sometimes that takes away my author's creativity because I'm so focused on the kind of like the work aspect, whereas the writing part is fun. So... There's a, there's a fine line and a fine balance there, too. And I do think that us both being authors really, really helps that process because it would be hard to spend this much time away from each other if your spouse isn't supportive of you being an author as well. Oh, yeah. If it you, would be just – it wouldn't work. Can you imagine if only one of us was an author? Yeah. Excuse hard. me while I go into the office and bury my head on the only time we have off for the next eight hours and – I'll be back to join you. And then half the time when you do join each other, you're not mentally there because you're still thinking about your book and ideas. Yeah. And thank God for Google Drive and notes on our phone. Yep, agreed. Um, I didn't have many notes for the present ghost. 
Uh, anything we want to add to the present? I don't think so. I think it's just, it's time to start living more in the present and quit worrying about the past. Let the past go. Stay focused on the present. And like I said, find more joy. That's my goal for this new year is to find more joy in the little things and live in the present moment. I agree. I want to do, I want to sharpen my axe a little bit, learn to focus more. Like I said, I've got a ton of manuscripts I could be working on, but it sure would be nice if I could just work on one and finish it. Yeah. But also in that same sense, it's good to have open manuscripts because you can't, when you're pulled in one direction, meaning one manuscript, that means you leave all your other kids out there bobbing around. So you kind of go with, you got to go with what you're feeling at that time. So to say focus and finish one, it's not quite an accurate statement. You you go with what you're, you're feeling at the moment. And at some point, you find yourself farther towards the end than you are the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's hard when you have that many open manuscripts because maybe today's Monday and you have all this inspiration flowing while you're doing dishes and it's for Travelstead, which is my Chronicles of Travelstead steampunk fantasy book. And then I get ready to go write that. Maybe I can't write on it till Tuesday or Wednesday because we have work and everything like that. So ew. Wednesday, all of a sudden, I know, ew, the work word. So all of a sudden, Wednesday, we sit down and we're like, all right, we have a few minutes. Let's write on this. Sit down in front of the computer. Guess what's not flowing anymore? No inspiration towards Travelstead. But maybe my sequel to my novel Love Sam about one of my friends from high school who passed away from ALS. Uh, Saving Grace is the follow-up to that one. So now maybe it's Wednesday and I have a few little inklings of inspiration from that one. And then we only have an hour to write. So I stop that. Then maybe Friday, now we're off work, we sit down, it's our routine, so now we're going to write. And now maybe a manuscript that I was working on 10 years ago <laughs> pops up and I have inspiration for that one. And maybe I write a chapter, maybe I write a few lines, and then maybe it disappears. That's where you have to kind of stay focused on something. Pick one thing, but in my opinion, I feel like, I don't know, I like being led by inspiration. Yeah. I mm -hmm. like... Well, even if I switch between manuscripts, I like writing what is fueling me at the moment. So. Yeah, there's a difference between forced writing and inspired writing. Yeah, and lately mine's been forced, and I need to find that inspiration and that joy you know, again because I truly enjoy writing. We've certainly talked about enough stuff lately to write. We have all kinds of ideas. So shifting from your... Ghosts of New Year's present. We talked about the past already. We did just finish the present. Let's talk about the ghost of New Year's future. Yeah. We kind of already hit on that. Let's talk about goals real quick. Everybody, it always seems like the end of the year, but it's like, all right, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. How many of you succeed? All of you succeed in some form or another. Some of you fail and fall flat on your face. Why, we have to ask, did we fail? Well, the goals that you set, were they too many? Were they too few? Were they ones that you could accomplish successfully? Or I would say even getting halfway through a goal is better than not starting one at all. But like Sadie and I were talking about um, things that we currently do or can't do because of lack of inspiration. 
uh, one of my goals. I would like to be more fulfilled at what I'm doing. No matter what it is. No matter what I'm doing. Work, home life. And I'm not saying, man, I want to be more fulfilled watching TV. But maybe what you're watching needs to be more purposeful. And Or I want to have more um, the time we spend together. I want that to be more fulfilling in and of itself. Yeah. And maybe we stop limiting ourselves to evening activities, which mainly consist of TV time. Yeah. Maybe we mix it up and just do other activities and still have that wind down time. But that that's just that's just one goal I would like to do better at. And that's an ongoing goal. That's not just a one and done. Yeah. That's a lifelong That really doesn't have anything to do with New Year's. That's no. just us personally, but, how we've been feeling. But it, it it's also one of those like, okay, where did I fall short previous to where I can how can I do better? In the future, that's kind of a, that's not really a goal, but that's more of a. No, but I think one of the reasons, like you mentioned, you asked why those goals, why the New Year's resolutions don't succeed. Mm -hmm. I think it's because we haven't found a big enough purpose or a big enough why. I also teach that in my workshop. You need to find your why behind what's driving you to do things. So my why for like one of our goals is to become healthier and to lose weight. It's not because I want to look like a Barbie doll that lives in West Omaha and, oh my God, you know, I want my perfume and my earrings and my, that's not me at all. You'll, I know I can, I can imitate, but I can't actually act like one, but you'll find me in yoga pants and a t-shirt and Converse or jeans and a t-shirt and Converse. That is where I'm happy. I'm not, I can get dressed up. I can go out. I like to look sexy also for my husband when we go out. But that's not the true, true, true me. So, yes, I want to lose weight. Yes, I would like to look good. The only person I care about looking good for is my husband. Other than that, I could care less what anybody else thinks. I want to feel more confident also. But so in saying that, my why behind my purpose would be so that I can be alive and be able to spend the rest of my life with you. So that I don't die of a massive heart attack. So that I don't have a stroke at my age because my blood pressure is too high. My sugar level is creeping up. That is my why is you and my kids and my grandkids. Yeah, future generations. So find your why and then follow that passion. Find something to light yourself on. That's going to sound. No, don't light yourself on fire. Don't light yourself on fire. But light your spirit or your soul on fire. Let your ideas become the fuel. (laughs) Please don't light yourself on fire. If you do, put it on YouTube. Especially on New Year's, no drinking, no lighting yourself on fire. Do do it smart. (laughs) But um, find something to do in your life that gives you joy, but. Some in the opposite of that, don't make it like, oh, I like going to the buffet and make healthy, realistic goals that bring you joy. And make it Does that fun. Make sense? Yeah, make it fun. We can do yoga, we can do treadmill, but we're going to crank up the music and we're going to enjoy our time together while we're doing it and Let's while we're pushing each other forward. Do more half fate will travel. Let's yeah. travel. We, um, Sadie's oldest daughter and her person and kids before school started for her kids at the end of the summer, they went six, seven hours away to the mountains. On a whim. Oh, you, yeah, on a whim. Got off work we, and was like, let's go. We did an on the whim, 
our first anniversary. We ended up in South Dakota with yeah. our oh, one-month-old daughter who's now 21 and has her own daughter. Live maybe a portion of your life on the whim and make memories. Take your family, you know, if your kids, if you get to a Friday and everybody gets home, have the bags packed. Say, we're not coming back till Sunday night. You know, do a, we used to do a, a thing with the kids, left, right, straight. Yeah. And we never did that game to the extent of not coming back home that night. It was always, you know, three, four, five hours. But I've always told my wife, I said, hey, let's do left, right, straight for a couple days at a time and see where we go. Or let's drive until we're almost out of gas and see where that takes us. Well, now we have a car that I think can get how many miles per tank? Close to 400? Yeah. That's uh, in any direction, 400 miles, you're going to be pretty far. That's right. But that'd be one heck of a left, right, straight game. And we need to also remember, my cousin Chris is the perfect example. She has ALS right now, was diagnosed a couple years ago. And so that, that limits all the goals and dreams and hopes that she once had for her future. So in looking at your own future, we need to remember how fragile life is. Don't be afraid, which I am. Don't be afraid of dying. Don't be afraid of living your life out loud, put those fears aside and remember that life is fragile. Life is too short and none of us are promised tomorrow. So we need to live in the moment, find the joy to live our life out loud, our dreams out loud, discover wanderlust again, you know, find your joy and live the heck out of it. Yeah, I agree. We need to remember to do that. Yeah. Not just because we're doing a podcast. That's what I'm saying. We need <laughs> to remember this for ourselves. And, and our biggest setback, too, is is not lack of income. It's lack of free, usable income. Because I yeah. think we're almost house poor to a certain degree. But we kind of do that to ourselves. So, And by going to see our daughter last summer, that gave us a small glimpse into what we could have every year. We just have to old world out there that we're just not even able to explore. Well, we'd so. like to end up in the PN, PNW region or, you know, we haven't quite figured that out. Yeah, we, we may get there like, okay, this is good. Yeah. As far as our travel, great. travel goals would be Canada, the PNW Southwest. I also want to go to New Hampshire, New England, Area, you know, Maine, all those areas. Over the pond. Yeah. Lots of things like that. But did I say Canada? You did say yes, Canada. Yes, Canada. Yeah. Tons of. Oi, eh? Oh, Pictured Rock. Pictured Rock, Michigan. The whole Minnesota, Michigan area, and then on yeah. into Canada. There's just, there's a whole world to go out and explore. We just need to set small goals to constantly test ourselves. Okay, we did that one. What's next? Constantly raise the bar for yourself. Think big. Yeah. Don't think. be afraid to think big. So, Set your picture big and wide. There is a there's a quote like that. It's something like, if your dreams don't scare the crap out of you, you're not dreaming big enough. I like that. Yep. Um, I guess we're going to hit all. Yeah. The... I want to read the quote that we talked about the other day, too. It's Sometimes it feels like, so we're talking about our past, our present, our future, and it feels like we're all over the place. Life never is one straight line of following your goals. 
There's a lot of setback, setbacks along the way. We talked about our setbacks before, our fears, everything that's held us back, everything that we want to do in the future. And it feels like it's just a chaotic mess of zigzag lines all over the place. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? So this is a quote by Topher Kirby. And it says, life doesn't move in a straight line. Your journey will zigzag. Go forward for a while, backward, sideways, and every way in between. I found that it's much more fulfilling to see life that way. Because then you're never off track. Mistakes end up being part of the process and you end up living a fuller life. Because you're not worried so much about correcting your mistakes as you are continuing on your journey. Towards a future that is uniquely yours. Words to live by. Yep. I really like that. My life for sure has been one zigzag of lines and... Sometimes setbacks. Yep. Setbacks, but it feels like those setbacks lead you to an even bigger dream that you hadn't realized in the first place. Yeah. Well, I think we've kind of hit all the things we were talking about. Thanks for the Spur of the Moment podcast. Sure. I hope you all had a great holiday season. I, for one, am looking forward to the holidays kind of being over with and getting on with some of these goals and dreams that we want to accomplish. It's always nice to come together at the holiday times, but I love that beginning of the year, fresh start also. We could just do it without a bunch of snow in wintertime. That'd be even better, but... (laughs) So we hope all of you have a safe and happy new year. But more so, run into your future, arms wide, your ass on fire. And I kind of would like to, as long as Sadie's okay with it, I, her and I, she and I kind of crafted something at the table yesterday. I think so. I want to, if Sadie's okay with it, end on this saying that we created for this podcast, but... Uh, Make those resolutions, complete those resolutions, make more resolutions, and at the same time, make new friends. Keep the old. Keep the old, love the old, love the new. Go and do what inspires you. And find joy in the journey once again. Exactly. That's not the saying, by the way. No. The saying is coming up. Uh, I don't have a title for it, but... Here's kind of how it goes. Do not let your past define your present so that your present may manifest a future you've always dreamed about. Amen to that. Amen. Pass the scotch. Anyways, everybody have a good day, good night, wherever you are. Happy New Year. We'll be back. After the first of the year, each individually on the Crafty Quill podcast and the Daily Escape podcast with, God willing, a whole bunch of brand new inspirational ideas. New ideas. Yep. What do you always say? See you. See you on the flip side. Happy New Year. Peace out.